Hello, amazing. You're listening to Reframes, a podcast that brings you little espresso shots of wisdom and ideas to ponder. My name is Matthias Jakobsen. And this is the third episode in a new reflection series. In the first episode, I introduced just why I'm doing this and what has happened in my life since last year. Uh, in the second episode, we looked into the reason why reflection can be so important. And today, uh, I want to give you just an overview of uh, how I practice reflection and how you can do it. Um, and it's just it's really just one way. It's like a starting point that you can evolve from. Uh, so we could potentially also do a, a later session, which is about other ways you could do it. But for now, let's just keep it simple so we can get started and, and actually do some reflection. So first I want to introduce uh, how you do individual reflection, and then we can talk about afterwards. Uh, I want to talk about how you can also do it as a group and share your reflections with each other in a powerful and uh, productive way. So one way you can do reflection for yourself is, uh, I'll say one way that I'm doing it, and then you can decide if you want to do the same. One way I'm doing it is I'll take a notebook and a pen, and in some ways it doesn't matter what kind of pen it is, but you can also choose your favorite pen and make it an enjoyable activity. I've evolved the, the pens that I've been using over the past 10 years and uh, I like that they have different experiences. So, so think of it as it's not just about the words but you're creating an experience for yourself um, and ideally I think it's, it's good to think of it as, a, as an activity that is enjoyable. It's something that you potentially want to do uh, not just for you know some kind of insight or benefit that it's supposed to give you, even though I think there are, there are many reasons, as I as I said in the previous episode, uh, of why it can be useful. But if you focus also on making it enjoyable, just or and pleasurable, uh, even the act of doing it, I'll say for me, um, I have used. Uh, different markers for a long time and in the past couple of years I've transitioned to using fountain pens and I don't think that, again that there's a better or worse thing um, but I think for me at least I am really really enjoying just watching the, the kind of wet ink on the paper and how it slowly absorbs into the into the paper and I'm enjoying especially when I'm feeling super distracted and I'm checking my phone constantly to see if anybody has sent me a really interesting email or responded to one of my attention-seeking tweets or whatever it is you know and I'm caught in that I really enjoy just the like writing slowly and I, I deliberately try to write really slow and really draw the each like draw each letter very precisely um so again, it's less about like trying to rush uh, a lot of words out of my hand, but just to enjoy that kind of focused, calm, um, intense observation 
of the pen and, and the tip of the pen moving across the page. So that's kind of the, the mindset just technically as I'm sitting there with, with pen and paper. So find, find what works for you. For me right now, small notebook, fountain pen. Then the reflection process is a, it's like a series of questions that guide you through um, processing your, your experiences. And I like uh, a model that somebody introduced me to while I worked at Hyper Island. Um, it's called the Well of Knowledge. And I really, really like it as a, as a simple model um, for, for how you can think about reflection and, and understanding. And the well of knowledge, if, if you think of it as a well, you know, like a, like a trough full of, of water, um, then think of the water as all the experiences that you're taking in as you're acting in the world, as you're going about your business, as you're being with your family, as you're, you know, commuting, which none of us are commuting right now, but if you were, whatever it is that you're doing, it fills it up with experiences. And then as you sit for a little bit or overnight when you're sleeping, that water becomes really still and it kind of settles into different layers. And each layer is a level of understanding uh, that you can use these kind of reflection questions to guide you through. So again, think of the well, think about it full of water that has now settled into four layers. And on the top layer, you have the facts. These are the directly observable phenomena, the things you remember, the things that actually happened. And it's a really, really good and very important layer not to skip um, because it's just remembering. It's just using your memory, remembering yeah, details, little things. Um, once you've done that, and I think of it almost as like if your eyes were like little CCTVs recording everything, processing on that level is kind of like playing the CCTV tape and fast forward. You're just trying to like remember some of the different things that happened, the things you saw, the things you heard. Um, under that is the emotional level because the things that happen... The things we see, the things that, that go on around us, the things we do, can leave an emotional um, imprint on us, or we can have an emotional reaction to it. And so processing on that layer, and that's, that's much easier to do when you've just recapped what happened, because then you can remember, oh, you know, that conversation didn't feel so good. When my manager said that thing to me, I was like, oh, ah, um, is, is this good? Um but when, when I got that email, I got really excited, you know. So you begin to couple the things that happened with how it made you feel. And these feelings are not supposed to be positive or negative or there's no value judgment on, on the feeling emotional level. It's just that strong emotional reactions can often indicate that there's something important there either an unresolved tension, something you can deal with, some insight, or some potential. And so going from the fact to feelings and, and emotions um, just helps kind of anchor that and, and gives you guideposts to uh, 
to pay attention to. Then after doing that, you can get into a level of learning or insight, uh, which is, okay, if this is what happened, it left this emotional imprint, but what does it mean for me? What have I learned about myself or about my coworker or about my spouse or about my child or about my own um, relationship to that person? You know, is it is it actually that uh, I gave this example earlier, like there are many times when I realize I'm really frustrated with uh, one of my children. And then when I sit down to process it, I realize that it's not that my child is actually doing anything wrong. It's just that they're you know, four years old, and it's actually my expectations to them that are unreasonable. And so an insight could be an insight like that, that is like, oh, it's it's actually my issue. My expectation was this. That's not fair for a four-year-old to, to have to meet that kind of expectation. Okay, I can adjust my expectation. And that's kind of when we get to the last level, which is action. Uh, what can I do with it? So for me, if it's an inner change, can be as simple as like rewriting my new expectation. Okay, when my expectation used to be this, my new expectation is that, and what I will do is the next time uh, my child doesn't do whatever, I will not be angry about it. I will not be frustrated about it. I will instead, um, you know, encourage them for the thing that they actually did do, or whatever it is. So that way you're kind of gently swimming through the well of knowledge from the top, not trying to rush to the bottom, not trying to like skip a layer, but just gently going from the facts into feelings, into insights and learnings, and ultimately seeing what can I do with these learnings to bring them into my life. So that's the, the, the journey of individual reflection. And in the subsequent episodes, I will do uh, recordings where you get one question at a time and there will be kind of silence where you can sit and write and you can just play the recording, sit with your notebook, and it will guide you through the questions that will uh, take you through these different layers of processing. As you're doing it, I think the other really important mindset is... Um, it's really not a thinking exercise. It's not a hear the question and then try to think it through in your brain before you write. Um, I think the most helpful thing is once you hear the question, what I always do is I write out the question first and then I see the question with my eyes and it's like it's in my fingers and... I hesitate sometimes, but I really try to just begin writing whatever comes out and look at my hand as if it's out of my control and just see what is coming um, and trusting that if it's meaningless, if it doesn't make any sense what's coming out, I can always throw it away. You know, there's no uh, performance. There's no uh, expectation that I need to meet. I'm just trying to really, really curiously look at my hand and see what comes out. Okay, this coffee is getting cold really quickly in two degrees Celsius. Moving on. The other part 
is when you've when you've done your reflections, you've written them out, um, answered the different questions, and, and looked at what came out. There are different ways that you can uh, share your learnings with others, uh, and that can be just as powerful as your individual personal reflection. It can be with people that have gone through similar experiences with you so that you can, let's say your co colleagues and you've been to the same meetings and project work or whatever, it can be really powerful to reflect and see how different people had different experiences. But it can also be with people that you haven't seen at all and, and you're just sharing um, what came up for you. And what I would encourage you to do if you're together physically after this this virus thing has made that possible again, um, you can sit in a circle and, and be quiet and, and really, the, the aim is, is really to listen to each other. If you do it virtually, uh, I would actually not do it with video. This is one of the times where I would encourage you to uh, just use audio, maybe even close your eyes to really just focus on listening to someone's voice. You can do it in pairs and you can do it in, in larger groups. But one thing that can be really, really cool is to make some strict rules uh, because even though it's nice to have a conversation many times, there can also be value in doing things a little bit differently. And there's some of the things that happen when we're in a normal conversation, um, for example, uh, you're saying something and I'm listening to it, but I'm already also thinking a little bit about what I'm going to say next and where the whole conversation is going and, and, and you know, is this topic even interesting to me? And so breaking that, or at least suspending it uh, briefly, can be really powerful when the goal of reflection really is to um, surface learnings and insights and allow people to... Um, gently adjust their own behavior based on it. So what you can do is to say, each person gets to share. Each person gets to share uh, once and only once, and every person has to share once. So it's, it's even in that sense. And then say there are no um, prefacing. You can't say, oh, similar to what somebody else said. Even if it is similar, um, it's much more powerful sometimes when people just say it. And then everybody who's listening will realize, oh, yeah, that was kind of similar to what somebody else said. But that um, reinforces the learning. Whereas if you preface it and you say similar to, then the brain will hear that. And the brain is very efficient and, and you could say lazy and so when you hear somebody say, similar to what so-and-so just said, the brain will automatically shift gear down and not actually pay that much attention because it already anticipates that it's going to be similar. So when we're optimizing for learning uh, in, a, in a reflection session, um, these can be really, really good things. The other rule I usually uh, tell people is that there's no commenting on what somebody else said because everybody had their own individual kind of journey into the well of knowledge and, and none of that is more or less valid uh, than what somebody else is saying and therefore it should not be um, commented on or discussed or uh, agreed with or disagreed with it it just is and you can focus on listening
And the last thing that can be really, really good is to not have people go in a particular order. Uh, I, you know, we, at Hyper Island, we called it popcorn style. People can, can go just like, you know, a popcorn pops when it feels that it's ready to pop. And what that can do is that you're not sitting and, and waiting for your turn and thinking about what you're going to say and therefore not actually listening to anybody else. Everybody is just focused on listening. And when you feel that it is your turn, you begin to speak. And when you're done, you stop and leave the, the room or the, the virtual call silent. And then everybody has a moment to just really take in everything that was said. And it, it's not a problem that there is a 30 second or 60 second silence before the next person speaks. That's the time that everybody in the room needs to take it in. And then you sit there and okay, you've taken it in and maybe you're ready to speak or maybe you're not quite ready yet and somebody else speaks before. But it really allows everybody to, to um, be absorbed in the listening. So a quick recap. When you're doing the individual part of reflection, listen to the question, just write whatever comes out. You can always throw it away later. Don't judge it. It's just see what comes out. It's discovery. Gently through the different layers, facts, feelings, insights, and actions. Just follow the questions and see where it takes you. And afterwards, when you're sharing, focus on listening, uh, and, and create rules and conditions that allow people to do that. This was a at least a, a somewhat brief introduction to how you can do reflection and the well of knowledge and how you can share. In the following episodes, I'll do some actual sessions that you can listen to separately without this whole intro spiel and just focus on the questions and answering and see where it takes you. So thank you for listening to Reframes. My name is Matthias Jakobsen. Have a great day. Yeah, now it's really cold. <laughs>